Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. I'm Jim Martin, along with my co-host, Chris Beyer. Today, we have two guests with us. Pete Panagos. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And uh, and Jimmy Finley, who's much uh, much easier to say. Uh, so, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. Thanks for having us, guys. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming. These guys, uh, I played baseball mm-hmm. with them. They are owners of a local bar, Wawatiki, just down the street from the Bait and Switch Studios. They're here to join us, talk a little uh, baseball, a little bar talk, anything else they want to talk about. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the, fir- the first question I have is uh, the name, Wawatiki. I mean, it's a great name. Yep. Who came up with it? Tell me the story behind that. Uh, so our designers, Flux Design, were part- a big part of that. And they offered a steak dinner to one of their staff who would name the place. Oh, nice. And all of you that know Wawatosa, we never call it Wawatosa. No. Right. Yeah. Call it Tosa. 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 Right. Yeah. So the steak dinner came from a guy walking across the room who said, why don't you guys just call it Wawatiki? That guy happened to be from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that good of a story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's a great name. I, I would it like is. to think yeah. I would have been the steak dinner winner right. had I been there right. because I, I would. I think I would have saw it. I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. No. No. Right on. Now, you guys are a bar, uh, but I've talked to Pete before about this. Uh, you guys are maybe a grilling bar. There I say bar and grill, grilling bar. You guys are emphasizing the food a little bit more lately, right? Is that true? Yeah, I think I think we do. Um, yeah, we we were going to be a craft cocktail bar with some food because you kind of want to, if you want people drinking, it, you know, something not to nosh on is usually pretty good to keep them there. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, our food took off pretty well. I mean, we started the bar as just a bar with snacks and stuff, but we always knew we were going to have a full dinner menu. And uh Jeez, when our head chef, Ekwe Amuzu, when he just started doing his thing, uh, Pete's really good at putting the finishing touches on a, on a good chef's menu. And holy cow, like, we, yeah, we're we're a dinner spot and people are coming yeah. there for the food and they're like, oh, uh, let's try these awesome cocktails too. <laughs> oh, you have drinks? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. started tapa style and appetizers for the most part. And it just, a special after a special took off and it evolved in this menu. We had a fire five months in. We made some big changes right after that, and that's kind of when we knew the direction we were going. Sometimes you have a plan for something, but your your uh, customers kind of dictate where you go from there. And you sure. chose tiki because it was there was an absence of that in the market, <laughs> or why? Why? Why the tiki? You, you got to explain this one, Pete. You're better at this one. <laughs> um, so we started as a partnership with three guys, and uh, now it's down to me and Jim. And um, I was laying in bed, and the idea just popped in my head, and I texted these guys. I don't think Jimmy wanted anything to do with it at first. <laughs> it took a little uh, course and to get him to to sign a sign a board. To, yeah, that's kind of weird because our old business partner Jason, you know, he's just like, "I'm in, let's do this." And yeah. then when I kind of got brought on board, I thought, "Ooh, this looks difficult." You know, I've, <laughs> I've been bartending and managing for 12 years at that point, and I was like, "I don't, come on, I don't want to touch this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm too far along <laughs> in life to learn something new." And, Start you know, all it just over sounds again so stupid. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, from the from the outsider's perspective, somebody that's not in the bar field, it's kind of a neat, fun concept. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's where I was going with that. I mean, it seemed like Jason was so excited, but then he just he just really wasn't when we got going, and then I got really excited, and you know, just. It takes some time and some effort and, oh, I, I got to learn something new for a little bit again. Who cares? Just do it. And it's just, it's fun. I mean, you'll see Pete or myself behind the bar quite a bit. Yeah, concept is, was really unique because none of us have worked, played with the spirit before. So we had to learn a whole loose, new list of cocktails. You know, Tiki's very visual. I mean, it was definitely 
a challenge. Along those lines, one show I used to watch, I don't watch as much as I used to, is Bar Rescue. So being bar owners, what what is your opinion of that show? <laughs> I cringe every time I watch it because... I hate it. <laughs> I don't know. I do. I hate it. I well, mean, yeah, John Taffer. I mean, we, we both really don't like the show that much, but it's because these bars that Taffer has to go into, these owners are drunks or their staff's walking all over them or the place is a disaster. And that's why we cringe. We're just like, oh, oh God, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I could not, not be there. Why do you cringe? Not like the guy on the show, probably, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when you go into bars just as a patron, how often do you walk into a bar and and just see things a mess? Every minute. Yeah. There is nothing I don't critique or judge. Problem for me is my last business was concepting, consulting, doing the things John Taffer did. Mm-hmm. And I don't think one I think one time in my life I talked to a business owner the way he spoke to all of his his clients. Oh really? And I think if I would have done that more than one time, and I actually hoped not to get the job. I wanted to go home. I wanted I was I did not want to work with this this establishment at all and it was literally what you see where you're you know you got grease sitting there all this i was disgusting i don't even want to say it but uh and i said clean it up or i'm out i'm not coming back and i got a call the next day after he kicked me out of his restaurant and bar and to come back and i was like you gotta be kidding me so (laughs) i don't think i'd have one job or had a dollar in my pocket if I would have spoke that way to anybody. Sure. So, I mean, yeah. there. I think John Taffer was probably really good at one point at what he did, mm. but we all know reality TV is real, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, my biggest problem with the show, it's just profanity-laden, I mean, yelling at each other. Well, it's what yeah. the media wants, right? Yeah. Right. That's the yeah. other, you know, cringeworthy part of it is seeing a grown man yell at another grown man. <laughs> and and that, that, you know, grown man number two, it's like, Jesus, this guy's like a six-year-old. Yeah. I, you know, I can't watch this. And, you know, some of it's just for the cameras and it's, you know, they're playing sure. a part. But, yeah, I mean, there's a reason that Bar Rescue's there too, right? Because they're about to fail and close their doors any well, minute. Too, and right. something needs to change. And it usually starts with ownership, probably. I, you know, I was going to say the shows that I've seen, uh, like, I mean, I've seen Cocktail, and I've seen Coyote Ugly, you know, and I don't see any of that going on at your place. No. <laughs> so I'm a little confused about, like, where the dancing girls yeah. are, and the music, and the flipping stuff around. Pete used and, to do a lot of flair bartending, though, so, you know, you like know, in I, Cocktail. I have seen, the, I have seen the, uh, the, the, what is it, the Breathing the Fire. I've seen oh, that. Yeah. But you can't do now, because you got all that tiki. Well, that we get all fire-treated, man. We, yeah. That oh, yeah. never oh, burnt. Oh, yeah, it's fine. No, I just, you know, you do it for so long, and... I mean, that was part of the last business. I would travel and do a bunch of flare shows for people. And mm. it was a lot of fun at the time until you were not in a show and people were saying, dance, monkey, dance. Uh-huh. And yeah. flip, flip this bottle for me, do this. Yeah. And especially when you have a, you know, you're trying to serve multiple people at once and you don't have time to do that. There's a time and a place for that stuff. Oh, sure. It's never sure. that I didn't enjoy it because I did have a real good time with it. And yeah. there's still some of it I'll do, but it's more speed flare related where you're making the drink as well and you're not just throwing your juggling you know right right what about you know other bar bar type cliches you know obviously you're dealing with alcohol how often do you got to cut people off not too often because again it's not uh you, you know a dollar tap night and stuff like that it's not collegey it's not uh you know binge drinking but our drinks do have a lot of booze in them too yeah, so we do have punch. to monitor people if they've had a few of them you know yeah and um you know a lot of times too a lot of times people have, have already been served a lot 
and then oh, they yeah. want to come to Wawatiki and have a really boozy drink. Right. And while they're drinking that, that's when you go, ooh, I did not realize yeah. how Whoops. drunk this person was right. already. Yeah. So it's like, all right, this is the only one they're having. Hopefully they go. Yeah. You hear this a lot. You start at Wawatiki, you never finish there because that last drink we, that you come by us is correct cough. cough cocktail lounge right it's right. going to be boozy yeah and all those lounges you don't want to finish there after you've been drinking yeah <laughs> you know, one thing that might have changed all this is uber absolutely yeah i think uber's classed up the the tavern industry as well because my last place was in an area where it was you know collegey and nobody reinvested in their businesses and it, it was a kiss of death for me because it closed the one but it also made this one pop mm-hmm. and you know, you have these people who don't put any money back in their businesses and the kids today just don't, they don't binge drink. They're a lot smarter than we were Yeah. Mm-hmm. at number one <laughs> and they spend their money better than we do and they'd rather come out and Uber for $15 between five people, get a couple of drinks by us and come for the entertainment part. It's definitely had an impact in probably more industries than, than just ours. Mm-hmm. And you guys, again, being in a, a very neighborhood place like it is, high density neighborhood i'm sure you get a good chunk of people that just walk to the place oh yeah absolutely even in the in the crappy weather we've been having in the end of january and february now but yeah summertime yeah everyone's walking all over the place they there's got to be tons of people that just kind of do their their rounds too at the other restaurants and bars and stuff and they're just kind of hop to a few different places and we're kind of always on that list you know and sometimes uh you might get competition from a weird angle I know maybe you guys have seen this pick and save, which is a local grocery store here. They've got a bar in the pick and save and it's like right by the deli. So it's literally a meat That's market. Right, they do now. right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Are guys going there to pick up? Chicken I don't know. Have you, ever, have you ever have have you? been there? Have you seen people you hanging try? out at the uh, pick and save uh, bar? You know, I, in those places, I mean, I, I guess they serve some purpose, but who hangs out in a grocery store, man? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I mean, exactly. That's that's such a, a weird place. thing. If you're it's picking up place. chicks in a grocery store, so you're usually <laughs> grabbing oranges with her, right? Like, yeah. not having a cocktail. So, yeah, right. hadn't we talked about though? Um, for instance, Whole Foods that have that nice long bar there that they can offer cheaper beers though. Too that it's they like can. A it's buying power. It's any corporate versus yeah. the the little guy. And I'm not a fan of it because it takes up liquor license for another establishment it could be there or something. I guess you're never going to win. I mean, it's the Walmart effect, right? right? It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but it is funny, though. I mean, because how many times do you hear people say, hey, let's go down to Whole Foods, get, get a beer tonight, hang out <laughs> down there at Whole Foods? I haven't been there. there there's a bar at Whole Foods. Yeah. Uh, everyone. It's part of their model. We were actually in the meeting when we were getting our liquor license. They were the same thing. And um, a lot of guys on the board were going against it. And they said, well, we're not coming here unless we get it. And that was kind of their, their model. <laughs> we don't care. Wow. That's part of our business model. You can't take it away. And you, and we it was suck because we were right before and they're like well we'd rather have another one of these guys and yeah. this and that and we're standing there like oh 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 I hope I'm not caught in the middle of this thing <laughs> nice it was Jeff Bezos there oh these guys who are these guys <laughs> my last name he would have left me he probably would have bought my place let's be honest what about uh, the proliferation of online dating do you guys see a lot of online dates meet at your bar Tinder dates. Or just any, all the time, you know, any <laughs> yeah. any version of dating. Do you see the look in the person's eye, like I'm waiting, and then you know they're looking at the door. A lot of first dates there. Yeah, a lot of first dates. The the best thing about first dates, and it's also the worst thing, they usually like stay there the longest. 
But you can tell these dates, they're going good enough that yeah. neither of them wants to go home. So they just stay right. forever. <laughs> right. You have to push them out the door. <laughs> like, guys, about- I could get a, you know, I could get a ticket if you're still here. So you have to go <laughs> now. And then you think to yourself, I wonder what they're going to do next. Then you, see them, <laughs> then you see them outside of one car together making out. Yeah. How about, how about the opposite where you see the person sitting there, the other one walks in and you see the eyes drop and you, they're like, ah, this is not what I oh, thought. Yeah, I you you saw that one night, right? We had a guy who's sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. And he made a comment about where she's from to Racine right. and similarities, but not maybe geographically and how they're dispersed that way. And she was not happy being called from Racine to the point where she got up and left, made oh. some comment that I really don't want to what? say on the air. What the really? How, how do you take offense from being called from Racine? What is well, the issue there? I'd be offended if I was from Racine right now and somebody said <laughs> yeah, that. Right. So, yeah. no kidding. I mean, it was embarrassing. We all, there was about seven of us by the bar. I was bartending and all of us looked at each other and I just said, I go, Tinder date? He goes, yep. (laughs) He goes, well, I paid for all of her stuff. Least she could have said is thank you. (laughs) Slammed the door, walked out. We all looked at each other. I think every person at the bar bought him a drink or a shot or something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. And And I I was, I was actually out that night and uh, a couple of friends that, a couple of regulars that came to see Pete at Tiki's, they, I saw them out at another bar later. And then in walks the guy whose, you know, date walked out on him. Right. So now our regulars I'm chatting to, chatting with, and they're just telling me the whole story about what happened at Wauwatiki just a couple hours earlier. Uh-huh. And then the guy himself starts chatting with me, and he's hammered by this point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He was pretty just, hammered by yeah, us, too. So I just couldn't wait to talk to Pete the next day and just go, all right, what happened Where's last night? See, I, yeah, it right. was almost the point where she took that drink and was about to throw it at him, and they were screaming wow. at each other. And I, Again, I'm still was, having a hard time figuring out why she was so offended. But anyway. Yeah, right. I, uh, you know, they got other ones, Bumble, right? That's Actually, Jimmy's went, favorite. There was a, uh, another one <laughs> I went man. on here just recently. I went on a Mumble date. I had to. M- what, is keep, mumble? what is Mumble? I had to keep telling her to speak up. Another Chris joke. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, <laughs> I love the Chris joke. But, uh, or, uh, 23andMe. That's if you want to date 23 year olds. Right. How'd that work right? out for you? <laughs> <laughs> they said go to 50andMe. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of chromosomes. <laughs> But now when it comes to online dating, you almost expect deception. I was talking to Pete about this. Pete had a uh, a date where the uh, – no, this was – Pete has got a girlfriend now, but this was before, and uh, the girl showed up and – long time ago, and, yeah. And didn't look like anything like her pictures and whatnot. I expect people to lie at this point. If they tell me the truth, <laughs> yeah. I have suspicion. I, <laughs> That's not it, a good thing going I mean, into a date you, if you tell people your goals and your aspirations, somebody's going to get hurt. You, know, you have to be yeah. a little bit mischievous. Coy, yeah. mischievous. Yeah. Yeah. Just just lie to me for like the yeah. first month yeah. you date, and I'll, I'll find out the truth. <laughs> right, right. It's more yeah, but a zebra always shows its stripes, right? Like, just get them out there anyway. Yeah. I don't need to find out you're crazy. I, just tell me right away. I don't need to be almost stabbed in the <laughs> so face you're, again. So you're not dating anybody anymore? Is that oh, no, I am. I, I <laughs> actually real lucky at this point where I think I might mess it up. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, Good. He's got a good one, and he's yeah. not used to it. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen for me. I think I keep poking the bear to find out where the crazy is. So yeah. okay, okay, well, yeah, I haven't well, seen what, it yet. Yeah, I good. say right. If you look left, you're right. The person might be you. Maybe you're the crazy one in this. Not, not in this one. It's probably definitely me. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The other ones, not me. Yeah, Guarantee well, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some stories there. Yeah, if you're the crazy one, you got to lock it down before they find out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's where the deceit comes in. Right. I swear I'm not we, crazy. We we call it mystery. Yes. Oh. Yes, I'm sorry. Mysterious <laughs> mystique. Yeah, yeah I was... got catfished before there was a name for it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Is this back to the original when Chris brought up uh, your story you told him? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this girl, you told me the story. She had a picture and she was not the same person or she didn't. Uh, what was the story again? Not even close. I walked in. I was looking around. She flagged me down, asked me my name. I just kept staring at her, not having an idea what was going on. Right. She had a coffee ready for me as a Panera. Just had a lunch date and I'm just sitting there and she must have said about two, three minutes of things to me that never, I couldn't even comprehend because I was just staring at her like, who are you? <laughs> who is this person? <laughs> to the point I'm like, and I'm scratching my head and I'm looking and looking. And finally, I said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. She goes, what? I go, not one of those pictures is even remotely close to you. Yeah. She goes, would you have seen me if it wasn't? Probably not. Yeah. And then I became a pig for that, of course. Right, sure. And I said, would you have seen me if I didn't tell you? Or saw what I look like? She goes, I don't know. I was like, okay, let me tell you something. I don't want to date any liar, and you're a liar. And that's what I know right now. That is exactly what's going on in my head. You're a liar. If I would have met you in a bar and you talked to me and I liked you, it might be different. Right. But the fact that I'm online, I see a picture, and I click on that and go, okay, I wouldn't mind talking to this gal. Right. And it's not you? We got a problem. You're a liar. Yeah. So I paid for the coffee and left. It doesn't make any sense. That's just so, mysteriousness, you know? Pete. We just went over this. Well, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Was where the pictures like was she, you know, pictures of a model or something like that? Very attractive woman to not even close to attractive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh speed dating? Have you tried the, what have what guys have you what have you tried at your at your establishment? Have you you do trivia night? What do you do? Trivia music bingo. We used to do a speed dating thing at another bar I used to manage a long time ago. Ooh. At Cannes. Oh. That's where Jimmy and I met, actually. On a date? speed date? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, we were both speed Wait a minute, which line and, am I on uh, again? No, <laughs> no, we, and I did it because there wasn't enough guys, and we had a bunch of women there, and it was funny because I had a new story for every girl, and told them a different name, what I did, everything, <laughs> and it was funny because you would see in the middle of these these women, they would turn and look and hear me saying to the other one, go, wait, <laughs> and they say, how mysterious. There you go. It got a little awkward when I went behind the bar and started working after it was all done. Sure, I bet. For sure. I don't know. That speed dating thing is interesting. I don't... It was fun to do as a joke, but... I've only seen it on the movie Hitch. I didn't know it was real Hmm. until just now. (laughs) I thought you guys... You said you met at a speed date thing. No, uh, that was a joke. Okay. 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 Actually, I thought what what, what you meant was that you organized it together. No, he was... I just used to manage. He was doing some um, event promos, so he was the shot girl okay. with beers. Oh, nice. Yikes, and, here we uh, go. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a tall, good-looking guy, legs yeah. shaved him, everything. Yeah, so. sure, sure. I think with speed dating, you <laughs> have to make sure you stretch beforehand. You can pull something, right, if you move too fast, <laughs> right? Well, or, yeah, head ahead. rush, getting up too fast and sitting back down again. Actually, I did do a speed date thing once, and I've seen them. And I think how it works is the women sit and the men got to yes. move around. Yeah. yeah. You got to really stretch before those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, with this whole uh, online dating thing, you get a little sick of it. You want the old fashioned way, right? You know, two eyes meet across a distance and, and uh, it just seems more natural. A buddy of mine that happened to him, but his eyes met the girls uh, through her bedroom window. And then, you know, the police <laughs> got involved and, you know, maybe that's not the right example for probably, this. Probably not. Uh, Probably not good. Good advice to our listeners. Probably. Why not? I don't get it. <laughs> that's the way I mean. That's the way Pete beats all his women. <laughs> Actually, Maybe that's why they're crazy. Yep. You said uh, Bumble. You like Bumble? 
<laughs> no, like, no, thanks for putting me on the spot. Pete has got Pete has got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. uh, are you currently involved, or is you still uh, playing the field? Yeah, just playing the field right now. Tiki's my woman right now, so it, I just always kind of feel like if you know if the right gal comes along, I I will put in a good, honest effort, and I'll see what happens. And until then, you're not going to be honest. No, nope, no, right, on, right, no right, honesty, right, no right, effort right, until right, yeah. Right. You know but, that effort is about one to three weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's got to keep my attention. Well, how about the other uh, cliche about the women and the bartenders? Uh, I mean, being a bartender, is that a place where you meet a lot of women? It can be. Yes. I, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would like to meet someone, you know, that had like a similar schedule as me or, or worked in the same field as me. <laughs> sure. It's really difficult to date outside of that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're not that picky. I want a woman with a similar <laughs> schedule. <laughs> that's yeah, it. Not, not hopes, you're... dreams, aspirations, cute <laughs> schedule. That's the yeah. important thing. Yeah, yeah. Schedule's key for me. <laughs> when I get off of work at, at one or two in the morning, I'm not going straight yeah. to bed. I I want to have yeah. a cocktail. I want to hang out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, like do you well, do maybe that? I across the bar. Look at that girl's schedule. Holy <laughs> cow. <laughs> What? I'd rather talk about Bumble right now. This <laughs> but anyway, in the bar, I mean, you again, you are a tall, attractive man, Pete. You're not to sneeze at either here. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, you get women that uh, come in for the Jimmy, right? Mm. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Once Pete says he has a girlfriend, sometimes they go for me. So yeah, yeah it's it's you know it's flattering. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So do you guys get a lot of uh, a lot of like just women in there? I would think it'd be like a lot of couples, friends, and that kind of. Thing. It's a very female friendly establishment. Okay. I mean, if you were to walk in there, you would just see it screams women. Mm. And we always talk about the bar industry and, and restaurants too. How do you get more women in these places? Yeah. And it took me 40 years to figure it out. It's a tiki but bar. But yeah, right? it's a tiki bar. I mean, yeah. you look in there, the drinks are pretty, everything's pretty in there. Men don't feel awkward being there. So it yeah. works out well. Yeah, if there's going to be a, a big group of people coming in and they're all men or all women, our groups are mostly all women, you know? Okay. I mean, there's never a group of like eight, 10 guys flowing yeah. through there yeah that's true I can, know, yeah i can see that it's not yeah. a bachelor party stop it's more of a bachelorette party sure. stop. and you know, so you, know you guys said one thing that's very key that i learned from john taffer you know the women are the key to a bar right if you get the women the guys will show up yeah. yep I, yeah i think you're right <laughs> I, that's where i met my girlfriend so i guess it works yeah <laughs> that's the tiki I bar did. yeah so she you was, date yeah. your clientele that was going to be one of my questions do you date your not clientele? normally nope i was dating somebody else at the time when i first met her um nothing happened Yep. Uh, I had a bad breakup there and she was in on another night and I always pick on her and I said she's being creepy. She had her hand on her head, her head on her hand mm-hmm. and was staring at me. So I figured, you know, oh, what? like googly eyed. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> you know what? This is going to be the time I'm talking to this Stalker. girl. Yeah. So I went up and talked to her and now I, that's right. Lisa, we were just I on vacation it. on in San Antonio last week and she was doing it. I go, stop being creepy. <laughs> and she looks at me. She goes, I just like to rest my head on my hand. I go, no, it's creepy. <laughs> Now, normally, I try not to date clientele or staff, yeah. anything. That's a staff is really bad until a very attractive one comes on. No, to you and then you're no, fine no, no. You don't want to do that. I yeah. did that a long time ago, and I learned early on in this industry that is not something you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Staff, I could see being really bad. Clientele, I could see uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, somebody like, comes in a bar. You it's know, not like a doctor patient. That's no, not Jimmy like a, dates them all. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> For one to three weeks. <laughs> one here or there. <laughs> or every third week. <laughs> all right. Well, hey. Let's wrap up the first half of the interview, and we'll be back in just a minute. Cool. We now join the Bait and Switch podcast already in progress. Getting back to that thing is you guys obviously want to make a living, 
But obviously, you guys are having fun, and you're proud of your product. You're proud of the Wild Tiki, right? Proud right? of it. Yep. Is it always fun? No. Um, do you want to rip your hair out sometimes? Yes. Do you mm. want to stab staff members every day? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not each other, though. <laughs> yeah, we get in fights all the time. Barely, but yeah, you, it's yeah. always a handshake and a hug, and I love you yeah. at the end of the day, right. no matter what happens. I mean, I think we've been in one really bad one, <laughs> and two days later, I made a sarcastic comment in the kitchen, and he just smiled and walked away. <laughs> yeah. After he's like, we we're both like, sorry, man. He's like, yeah. After a, a baseball-style butt slap, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be in business like you guys are buddies, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, you're going to stay buddies. Sure. Right. And the key to the business I've always done is it, you have to have the ability to go nuts on the guy and right. not get offended by it. I do know that after we get the product together, we get the podcast that we're going to release, it's something that I'm proud of and that, honestly, I think most people, if they listen to it, they would enjoy it. But how much more gratifying is it when you're so proud of what you've done? Mm-hmm. Like, I hated my last business. It was, it was intended to be something else. None of us had the same vision. None of us could get along. And... You get into something like this where, you know, we had our hiccups with a partner and stuff like that too. No hard feelings, like just didn't work out. But when you, you have the same vision and you're both proud of something and you're going and you're working to that goal and you could say, I created that, I did that. And you, you want to say that that's huge. Yeah. 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 So we have, a, we have a lot of fun with it. I mean, it's this, and I think part of the, uh, well, here, why don't we do this? Uh, welcome back. You've joined the bait and switch podcast already in progress part two <laughs> here we're back with uh pete and jimmy of wawatiki fame and of course my co-host chris Byer is here and we're just uh kind of sitting around gabbing talking about life and uh the how to uh what Motiv- what motivation uh, motivation how, how to make the most of your life and, and feel good about things that you're doing yeah. and well, you said a key word there right motivation mm-hmm. and i was in san antonio and everybody's moving there to try to do restaurants like these chefs and probably five Uber guys told me, how is it? What are you doing? And the one thing I say is you always got to stay hungry. And I'm a guy that's mind's always going, never stops, always thinking, trying to make it better. And you know, I would tell these guys I consulted for, don't get content because that's when the guy behind you comes and takes your fame. Sure. If mm-hmm. you get content or you're like, oh, I paid it off. What do I care now? Right. But you still have to think like you have those expenses. You have to pay for stuff because sure. you'll still keep making more revenue and making people happier. And it just kind of rolls. But the moment you're going kind to of put it on cruise control, now you're in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. There's always room for, you know, whenever people, when you hear about people talk about what job field should I get into? And, you know, let's not get into uh, job field X because it's too crowded. Well, the answer is no. The answer is if you're going to be good at it, then there's room for you. If you get into a job field that is wide open and you're bad at it, there's not room for you. Yeah, we had that example at Wauwatiki. There was a place that saw what we were doing, tried to copy us, took mm-hmm. pictures on the wall, did everything. They didn't last a year because it's not their thing. Right. You yeah. know, like you right. have to, it has to be you. And today's day, people go to the cheese shop for cheese. And I say this all the time. They go to the, the liquor store to buy a liquor. They go to the produce or the meat, the markets to buy produce and butcher, yep. butcher mm-hmm. for, you know, like that's the way the world's changing too. Mm-hmm. So you have that's to true. be good at what you do and, and have passion behind it. Yeah. yeah, I got to know Pete first. I got to know Jimmy a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But when I would walk into the Wautiki, which is very close to where I am here now, Pete is one of those guys that knows everybody's name. I mean, everybody walks That's in. That's not true. Jimmy knows everybody's name. I know <laughs> yeah, everybody, no. just not their names. Yeah. <laughs> but, he knows I mean, the faces like every classic bartender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll say this. And again, uh, I've gotten to know Jimmy a little bit more, but I knew Pete first. When I walked in, when everybody walked in the place that I noticed, Pete lit up. Pete had that little smile on his face, greeted everybody. 
you know, it became obvious that, you know, this guy knows how to run a bar. And again, I, I learned that with Jimmy as well. There's that feeling that uh, that the Wautiki is very welcoming to everybody. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. Um, we, we have so many friends from, uh, you know, from downtown or from back home or college. But a lot of our, our close friends aren't going to make it out to Tosa, you know, all the time if they're not from there. But if you just get to know people and get to know their names and their drinks and you just chat with them. Well, all of a sudden, we have all these friends now coming to our bar all the time. Like, sure. you know, we made new friends. And right. when the old friends come in, holy That's crap, we're happy to see you. Yeah, yeah but right. build relationships, you yeah. know, it's yeah. that, you know, we talk about it a lot, like, um, warm, fuzzy feelings, you know, you feel like that. What's not to come in there for? And I, the one I always stress is like the ambulant lighting when you're sitting at Christmas and it right. feels like that. Our lighting should be like that. Our yeah. sound should be like that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you get, the staff that can make you feel like you're sitting in that environment and you're at Christmas dinner with your family, enjoying whatever you do. That's what we go for. Sure. Well, all, I mean, welcoming is obviously yeah. the, the key. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And the, the tiki aspect gives you that as well, where you got the overhead stuff where it feels like a smaller space. Now your yeah. space is quite small. And again, that adds to what you're talking about, because when you walk in, you're in the midst of it right away. There's no transition into getting into the heart of the bar. You're in the heart of the bar right yeah, it's, away. It's not that nightclub-y. I mean, we talk about that walk of shame when you walk into bars and you have to walk all the way down. Everybody turns around and looks at you because it's such a... <laughs> we yeah. got a good story about that. Oh. <laughs> Chris and I oh, yeah. we, the, uh, we uh, went to a bar one night. He had a old college roommate who was bartending at this bar. So we went down there. We parked and we're kind of looking around. <laughs> my college roommate, my ex-college roommate... His brother was a well-known bartender in town. He worked at prominent oh, oh, bars. Oh, I didn't realize his brother. I thought yeah, it was, okay. no, it was, okay. it was his brother. He worked at prominent bars. He worked at Summerfest, and he had a following. People knew who he was, and he had a nickname. His nickname was Gravel. Right. And uh, so we went in there looking for Gravel, right? And <laughs> the guy was name. a real nice guy, this <laughs> yeah, Gravel guy. Gravel He's one great. of these guys that everybody loved. And we walk in, and here we are looking like two college prepsters. Right. I I had this pink <laughs> shirt on. Jim probably had something yeah, similar. Just, on. Salmon? Did, yeah. did you have salmon, like a polo yeah. on underneath yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. College and, you know, popped. Yeah. Yeah. I had my sweater tied over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we looked like every villain in a college movie, right? Yeah. And from some frat. And we walked in, and basically to like the, a like the biker bar. The music stopped. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody turned and stared at us. And then we looked around. I looked for gravel. I didn't see him. And so I walked up to the bar, and uh, the guy said, <laughs> "The guy said, I think you boys are in the wrong place." <laughs> yeah, he just he looked at us right, and he kind of had a smirk on his face, like you, you guys are going to be dead soon. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say, "What gravel are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, he said, "You guys are in the wrong place." And then, just like out of a movie, I said, "We're here looking for gravel." He goes, gravel? Why didn't you say so? Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, the music starts up again, and, he, and everybody's goes, patting their back. And, 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 he says to this guy, hey, these guys don't gravel. And they say, gravel? Hey, this guy in the whole bar. These guys don't gravel. And yeah, Pat we, is on the back buying us drinks. Like, we, we were moments from death. It was like... It was, uh, it was really funny. It was like right out of the Faces of Death video. You know, was, so that's like, the opposite of yeah. welcoming. Yeah. yeah, yeah really. We still had a good time, though, right? Really, we, well, eventually, we didn't stay too long. Gravel. We really didn't. We really, it was but like we stayed for a drink or something. It, oh, we got to go. It was funny. It was straight out of the movie. We walked really in was. and everybody gave us a look like, we're going to kill these idiots. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. What are these clowns doing here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was funny. <laughs> but um, now you guys met uh, through baseball. Yes. J Jimmy right. and I did. Or yep. Jim Martin. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. We ended up um, 
being on a Yankee team, was it? Is the that Yankees, where we first met? It was the Yankees, yeah. yeah. I think so, because you weren't on the A's, right? It was the A's first, then it was the Yankees. This is a adult hardball league. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Jimmy, my business partner here, he, we play ball together still. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, right. let's back up a little bit here. I want to talk about this. Now, you played what level of baseball? Played independent baseball for the Phoenix Firebirds. It's professional baseball, but not that good. I found out early on I was probably a filler after year one, which means you're there to fill the void to play against other guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll probably never be more than a minor league athlete. Did people you play with go on to bigger things? Anybody that at least went on to minor league ball? Uh, yeah, a lot of them did. You know, like I got a contract that blew up my arm right before I could really do anything with it. But um, still, you're a minor league player at best. I mean, there's guys today that I've seen go they're 100 times better than me and still can't get anywhere just because the talent pool is so, so high. Yeah, it's and it's just crazy. I mean, It's insane. Yeah, I mean, the, the number of people who are actually in Major League Baseball, but it's probably around 1,000, right? 1,000 yeah. guys on the high side. That's a thousand out of how many, you know, hundreds of thousands are coming through. Millions. Yeah. 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 I mean, millions of of kids who have, who have that dream. I want to be a major league ball player, but there's only, and then they become bar owners like me. Right. right. (laughs) What about, I mean, you know, someone washed out of high school, they realize they're not going to do whatever. And, you know, what about the guys that would languish in those leagues, not making anything and not going for in their life? Did you see a lot of those people that, you know, the dream was out there and they, they chased it too long? Yeah, I mean, my first days was with a 36-year-old shortstop, and they said I got to play second base next to this guy. And the first thing I watched this guy is play catch, and it looks like he's a magician from the ball going glove to hand. It didn't even look like it touched his glove. And I literally turned to the guy and I go, this is a magic trick? <laughs> and I go, what? I go, is he really a baseball player or is this a magic trick? Are you guys are <laughs> trying to scare me. Because I, I heard all the stories of the rookies get hazed, and, man, did I ever get hazed? And – I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, what? And he goes, no, I'm here to teach you, so you better watch and learn. I go, I can't even see what you're doing. What are you talking about? Like, what am I going to (laughs) watch? And here's this guy at some eighth division level at 36 years old, and he's not good enough to take it up another level. Oh, I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. That was why. But if he could hit a baseball, he would have been there. He was that talented. Um, Yeah, he he was a Latin American guy. He came up from nothing, had – his fingers looked like they were jagged and broken in every place. And he said, you want to play like me? Took one of those small milk jugs, cut the end off, and said, here's your new glove. This is what you're going to play with. In and a I, game? No, no. <laughs> man. Milk jug league. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Did he leave the top on? Well. Because the top on, top off, that could make a difference. <laughs> no, but that was my glove. It yeah. was my glove for about a month hitting bullets at me, my hands mm-hmm. hurt. And I wondered, I started realizing why his hands were all broken. He goes, yeah, we used to use rocks for balls. And I was like, oh, sure. my God. Yeah, right. And yeah, I upgraded to a piece of wood. Yeah. That was my next glove. Yeah. And then I got a piece of leather that was just flat. And then he gave me a glove the size of my hand that was meant for a four-year-old. And he said, um, miss small, you know, because when you have your regular glove, you want to catch everything in your hand. <clears throat> But, I mean, those guys are so talented and the way they come out of there. I mean, that's why you look at kids today, and especially in the States, these athletes that are coddled and everything else, and you wonder right. why Latin America's taking over baseball. Yeah. It's because mm-hmm. right. they're yeah. going at it and they're going after it. They don't right. know anything else. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about with the, you know, with the bar and this is their passion. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, kids like it here. They, they, a lot of kids love it here. 
But those guys, it's a separate level for those guys. I mean, it's what they do. And again, stones and milk chugs compared to right. $300 gloves from mom and dad. And right. a, $400 bats. And, you know, and a ball that's getting swapped out every yeah, right. 20 right. minutes, you ball, know. Ball hits the dirt and then you throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. well, those guys there, that's why they're so good. Because sure. they, their theory is, you know, miss small on everything. And sure. there's, their misses are still outs, right? Right. All right. Now I'm not. I'm not the baseball guy. You guys are. This is one when there's like certain quiz questions that you have in your head where you ask people. This is one I always ask people. Oh boy. Which is name the eight ways to get on first base. Let's see if you guys can come up with all eight. All right. Well, you can strike out and the ball catcher drops the ball. You Drop third strike. Yep. You can walk. Obviously. Hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. Three. Hit. Of course. Four. Uh, Catcher's okay. interference. Oh, yes. Catcher's, Catcher's interference. interference. Good. Did good you one. say walk? Because we'll we say did. That. We yeah. did say walk, yeah. Yep. Uh, air. Air. Right. There we air. go. We got yeah. hit. Yeah. Walk. Air. Hit by pitch. Catcher interference. Drop third strike. We got two more. Yeah. Two more. One that I think oh, is a trick. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. One's uh, a trick and one's real. What about, oh, wait, Fielder's Choice. Fielder's yeah, Choice. Yeah. Fielder's Choice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. All right. That is it. And, <laughs> then the last, choice. and the last one is what? This is the tricky one. This is the tricky one. The, 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 the question ones. is, how can you get on first base? Oh, yeah. pinch runner. Pinch runner. Boom. Uh, pinch runner. Yes. A little help. We got it. All right. There's nice work w- done by Jamar on that hey, whole thing. Uh, you're you're yeah. Johnny on the spot. I've been studying since, since I retired. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you got shelled a lot? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys got on first base. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, actually, it's one of the things, main things with guys is when there's a sport that they love, they always want to, if they could be in charge, they make changes to it, right? You know, how would you change baseball to make it better, right? So how would you guys change the game to make it faster? Well, they're, they're already – I was just talking to somebody today. They're yeah. like looking at more of that stuff. The problem is is the, the the coaches are slowing it down, right, Jim? I would say like all the change of pitchers, uh, guys don't go seven innings anymore. Yep. One, the analytics of baseball take over. Yep. How about uh, putting a limit on the number of pitchers on the staff? The problem with limiting, say, to like say – a finite nine, number, nine yeah. or ten. Yeah, guys are going to start getting hurt because yeah. if they're pitching too much, blow it arms. And... Are gonna, yep. You see a lot of Tommy John surgeries now because guys are trying to throw 100 miles an hour when they're 17 years old, and that puts so much torque on your on your elbow that it's blowing out. So what the, you you heard about that guy? Uh, uh, there was a major leaguer. He had a surgery, and the guy was dyslexic, and he had a Johnny Tom surgery. And yeah. so all of a sudden, he's limping. Well, he can't pitch, I- but his move to second base is really he's picking everybody off. <laughs> it's really something. Um, How but, long did it take you to think of that one? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I will say this, that you know, being somebody that's not into baseball, one of the things that makes it difficult for me to get into it is the time the time yeah. you're, you're getting three hour plus games on average that's just too much yeah, three hours i'll say is is fine i mean i've always grown like up golf always four been... plus hours is terrible yeah how so about great. uh extra innings in hockey they do a shootout how about a home run derby to end a tie well they have the <laughs> california rule how's how's that working Jimmy? the california rule yeah that i mean that rule works in our leagues and it might work for major league baseball actually yeah, you, you start with a, well, a guy on second base and one out in a 2-1 count to the first batter. That sounds right. Yeah, right? whoever scores the most from there wins, and you go extra innings till then. Okay. 
that reminds me of uh, like college football, right? Start them right. at 25, right. see what you can do. I like that rule. Yeah. yeah. That would I wish the NFL up. would apply that. That'd me too. Fun. Yeah. And I think Major League Baseball could do that. That California right. rule is really good. Sure. I agree because, I mean, you see these games go 15, 16, 17. Law of pitching. Brews up their schedule for the yeah. next two or three no, weeks. No, not one person wants no. to watch 20 innings of baseball. Nobody, right. <laughs> nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wants to play it. Nobody and nothing. I'll make yeah. the argument for the home run derby because I'm just a big fan of derbies. Roller derby. Uh-huh. Pinewood Derby. Yeah. Demolition Derby. Demolition Derby, I like a lot. And Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah. What about, isn't there like a Derby hat too or something? Derby hat. Derby hat. <laughs> you know, Kentucky Derby, it's billed as the most exciting two minutes in sports. I tell my girlfriend that all the time. I was going to say, I <laughs> I was going to sue him because I had the first part of that trademark. But, uh, um, but the in sports thing, then I thought, okay, I'll let it pass. But no, I'm just a big fan of derbies in general. Yep. Uh, the Academy Awards last night. I think just call a movie derby. You know who won last night? Best picture. Yep, I do. Uh, Did not watch it. Green, Green Book, something at Green, Green Book. Book yeah. Green Book. I made a mistake. I went to see Blue Book. It was about a guy, a private auto sale. Yeah. And he got a great deal in the end. I know it's fiction. I know it. You know. I mean, but it was good. Yeah. It was, good. It was believable. I'll it was say that. Believable. Maybe not quite as riveting. No. But, uh, but still, yeah, interesting. <laughs> no, I mean, it kept me. It kept me guessing sure. to the end. I was like, yeah, I was right. cheering for the sale. Is he gonna get it? Who's? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know, third-party auto sales. I you know, I mean, it's a well-worn path in the movies. They've done it a hundred times, but Blue Book, right. I recommend really, you see it. Really nailed it. <laughs> now, did you see that uh, Lady Gaga apparently wore the same outfit that Audrey Hepburn wore? Did you hear? that? I did not hear that. Did not hear it either. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I, I heard, yeah, I I heard she wore like a thirty million dollar necklace or something. Oh yeah, but night. it was oh, the really? same dress. Yeah. What if somebody said, you know, I'm wearing the same pants as Gregory Peck from 50 years ago? I think we should change pants right now so we could say, I'm wearing Pete's pants tonight. Well, yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> can you fill these pants, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. They look a little tight to me. But <laughs> I'll get back a little bit to baseball. You talked about the guy with the, with the bum hands and whatnot. Do you guys got injuries from baseball? Let's start with Jimmy. Jimmy, tell Hell me yeah. about your baseball injuries. <laughs> yeah, my worst one was just a few years ago. I hit hit the dirt pretty hard, diving for a fly ball, hurt my knee. Are you starting to see the end of the tunnel here with the career in terms of getting hurt that you can't go to work and that type of thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about injuries right now. I sprained my wrist a little bit in the last game of the year, and uh, it still feels a little little weird. But Makes it hard to flip. Bottles. I'm a masochist. Yeah. I, I play through everything. And the first game last year, I don't. I felt like I couldn't walk afterward. I was in so much pain. <laughs> I was yeah. so happy when he said he was sore after that first weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, finally! <laughs> I, it's the first time, and I I'm the worst. I don't I don't like to go hit. I don't like to train. I don't like to do any of that till March. Mm-hmm. These guys are going December and start working out. And, yeah. you know, I run the team with another guy, and they're always yelling at me for not doing more. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, like not ready for this yet you need to take a break mm-hmm. and i think that's part of probably anything just taking a break from something getting away and coming back to it yeah. jim you had an injury that kind of put paid to your career right yeah yeah i had shoulder surgery is it difficult to sleep on is that a problem not not now that i stopped i know playing. where this is going <laughs> what about for example let's say like carrying a briefcase you could do that right sure through a yeah. pentagon checkpoint right you could do that yeah, yeah, sure, right. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't and, know, uh, yeah, you know. Sounds, That sounds mysterious. <laughs> yeah, and so I just got some coming up. I was wondering if your shoulder's fine, you could do that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I can, I and can if they interrogate you for like an hour or two, it's not going to kill you. It's probably fine. Okay, yeah. well, I'll get back to you on that idea. Okay, that good. I got. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, just let me know. When okay, you, yeah. I mean, if, if nothing else, I could, you know, I could put it on my other arm. Sure. Other arm's fine. So, yeah, you sure. Know, I mean, all I need is just to carry it and just don't sweat a lot, don't look nervous, and just, you know. 
Why would I look nervous? Yeah, there's no reason to be well, nervous. No, no strange person asks yeah. you to carry something no, in an airport. That, no. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, you know what? That, that works in, into something else I didn't intend on talking about. But I remember one time my parents, they moved to Arizona, and uh, they would have me bring stuff out to them in my luggage uh, when I'd go visit. And this went on for years. My mom would fill up suitcases, and I'd take them out in addition to my luggage. And I would take them to the airport. And this one lady came up to me and she said, uh, did you pack your suitcases today? <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm honest to a fault. And I said, no, I didn't. Well, geez, that put the gum in the works. They stopped. I was, I was like running late. They had to go through all my stuff and whatnot. How long? It wasn't that long ago that you could walk the person to the gate, right? Oh, yeah. We just talked about this. Yeah, we I was just talking yeah. about this when yeah. we were in San Antonio. Yeah. 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 There, was, there was a comedian that uh, did a bit about 9-11. He said, you know, he said, a lot of people think it's a terrible thing. He said, but some good things come about it. He said, uh, you know, I don't have to walk my girlfriend to the gate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the plane to take off and wave. Yeah, right, right, all that. You know, what I always wanted to do, I was telling my kids about this when we came back, I always wanted to just walk through the airport, just go to the gate, buy a ticket at the gate, just get on the plane and just go somewhere. It doesn't matter where. You just go, you know, I was going to Rome. Oh, let's go to Rome today. You can't do that anymore. Stupid. Yeah, you, could, I mean, you could do it. I mean, I got off a flight coming back and my buddies were in Vegas and they were like, you got to get out of here now. And I saw a red eye going through and I was looking at it, walked over. Oh, so you were already in. I was already so in yeah, the airport, that's, that's got off a plane, yeah. talked to my friends. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to get down here. Didn't have much with me at all. Yeah. You know, a, a small bag for a three-day work trip. And they're like, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, I can, yeah, I could do this. And I was like, "How much is, is that flight full? She's like, what? I'm like, can I get a ticket right now? She's like, well, you'd have to fly standby to do this. So I booked it online, <laughs> got on the plane, and she just looked at me. And she goes, did you just do that? I was like, yeah, I'll buy clothes there. That's awesome. I saw one time me and my brother at the airport and this couple, they biked to the airport. And they had their luggage on the bike and on their backpacks. They got there. They bought a bike box, you know, a cardboard box, packed it up, and they – put all that stuff on the plane, and then when they got off, they unpacked it, got on their bikes, and biked out of the airport. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, they, did, they, biked, wow. they biked right up to the yeah. up to the gate, and they had no transportation uh, to the airport or away from the airport, and they went to Europe. They got out, they got off you know, the plane in Milan and just biked off. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pete, you know, this uh, leads me to uh, the fact that you're Greek, right? Yeah, Pete, you've got a real fondness for Greece. You even talked about maybe living there at some point. Yeah, um, a lot of family there. Um, it's hard to live there now, but if mm-hmm. you were to, money wasn't an issue. Yeah, all day. Yeah. What about you, Jimmy? If if you had to transplant and move overseas, where would you be? He's coming with me. Ooh. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, money was no object. Yeah, yeah, Pete showed me uh, what was that town called in Greece where Santorini. Yeah, holy cow! Google that. That just looks like paradise. Mykonos, sure. Santorini, Corfu, all those islands—they're the best. Yeah, between Turkey and Greece, you're not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Or else for me, it'd be the Caribbean, probably. Second or best. Caribbean. Yeah. yeah, either or. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, uh, I want to come to the the plug section of the uh, podcast oh, yeah, here right. before we wrap up. Ooh. The obvious plug would be for the bar Wawatiki in Wawatosa. Go ahead, uh, give the address and, and uh, you know, maybe hours and that type of stuff. Sure. Yeah, Wawatiki or The Wawatiki, as Chris calls it, <laughs> uh, which is great, by the way, you know. that Facebook was the Facebook at first. We're at 6502 West North Avenue right here in East Tosa. 
And uh, Wauwatosa. Wauwatosa. We are uh, open for dinner six nights a week. We open at 4.30 every day. Kitchen's usually open until 10 or 10.30 on weekends. And a uh, big misconception with us that people think we close when our kitchen closes, but we are a bar and, you know, we, we stay open late. We usually stay open until 2 a.m. On, on weekends. and Depending on when the dating couples decide to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on when that last first date decides to leave. <laughs> Is that official bar time in Milwaukee, 2 a.m.? Yes, 2 a.m. weeknights and 2.30 on Friday and Saturday. Correct. Yeah. Okay. It's a great uh, addition to the neighborhood. I'm in the neighborhood here as well. It is one of those bars that people tend to know each other and tend to make, you know, not only does Pete and Jimmy here make people feel welcome, but other people in the bar tend to make other people feel welcome. And mm-hmm. so it's it's yeah. a really fun place. Yeah, thanks, Chris. It is. Thank you. Yep, that's that's my plug. My plug is for Wauwatiki. You know, what do you guys got? <laughs> We're gonna, we'll wrap it. Oh, we got to usually, typically, what we do is we count down the music. Sure. Well, we usually. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I've been I've been looking forward to being a part of this. Yeah. Oh, All yeah, right, yeah. oh good. Good. Right. So, so Jimmy's been listening. He's been listening. By the way, which is not not necessarily the norm for our guests. Yeah. Some of our yeah, guests have not listened. A lot of them we watch. Jimmy's in not and, normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they walk in and say, like, have you listened to anything? Nah, nah, nah. But as Jimmy yeah, knows, what does. we do is we count down three, two, one together. There's a little bit of a pause. And then we start the music. So let's go ahead and do it. Here we okay, go. Okay, we're ready. Three, two, one. Music. There we go. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, fellas. We appreciate you guys <laughs> Thank coming you, gentlemen. in. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, spending some time with us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again sometime soon. See you in the neighborhood. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we interview yet another prominent Milwaukee media personality. Tonight's guest is Bonnie North. You might know Bonnie from WUWM in Milwaukee, 89.7. That is the Milwaukee affiliate of NPR. Welcome, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.